Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk Today. I'm here with Kazette. What's up? What's up? Hi, thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, thank you. So you're born in Sweden? Yes, that's correct. And your parents are from there as well? Yes, I'm very, as Swedish as it gets. <laughs> um, but I lived here now for two years. Um, but I guess I've been working in the States for, for seven or so. Mm. So I feel pretty used to the like, American environment by now. <laughs> American culture. Yeah. <laughs> what do your parents do? Uh, my mom is like a boss for a logistics company thing or she like directs parts of Europe for a big like logistics company oh. and um, my dad he runs his own businesses so he's kind of like an entrepreneur like what what type of business uh, he was in like commercial like media for a while like doing commercials not like TV commercials but like it's a weird Swedish thing where companies could like um, sign up to have like what do you even call this? Like things you put on your desk, like little frames. Like people don't have that anymore. But like to write on. Oh, I to think. To protect I mean. the desk. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that he did that for the longest time. Oh wow. Uh, but now he doesn't do that anymore. Um, so, but that was kind of like me growing up. That was what he did, and that mm. was his own company. And he did really well for himself with that. Somehow, oh. I don't know how though. Cause Probably because like, it's a niche, right? And now, yeah. Now it sounds really, really like foreign and like old. I understand that, but <laughs> at the time it was working really well. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you think you got your creative side from? I think I hit my head when I was young. Seriously, <laughs> uh, my parents always encouraged me uh, with music, um, but I. They didn't really. My mom plays a little bit of piano, and my dad he used to uh, play the saxophone a little bit, but mm -hmm. like or trumpet actually. Um, but it wasn't like enough that it would like influence me as a kid or anything. That we didn't have a piano at home. Oh, uh, were were they even playing music in the house? No, no. I mean, my dad played a lot of music in the as I remember it. He played a lot of music like Michael Jackson, and then also a lot of like terrible like um, <laughs> like trance and like rave from oh. back then yeah he really liked so that he stuff. Was, your dad's an edm guy <laughs> well yeah he was he was yeah the original edm guy yeah before oh, before like... edm existed he he was playing a lot of like that stuff but yeah your dad's a tastemaker we can go here yeah we'll take this well yeah yeah tastemaker yeah way ahead of his time um so i guess yeah i guess that's kind of why i mean that lingered with me from an early age mm. So that's kind of... But you didn't really play any instruments, did you? No, I did not. I wish I, like, now I really miss it as a producer. Like, I miss having that knowledge of, like, just automatically knowing what chord I can put after the next. Because I still just go by ear and whatever mm. feels right. So I'll sit in the studio one day and I'll make something. And then I'll come back the next day and I'll be like, what, what even is like, what even is this, you know? <laughs> um, but hey, trial and, and error. And then, you know, after a while, you just get the hang of it. Yeah. How do you describe yourself back then growing up? I think I was pretty, like, I think I was pretty shy. I, I always been a little shy. Um, kind of like, just not, I liked my computer stuff. Like, that's, I think, also why I started, like, in the beginning, it was also fun for me to produce. 
because it was like learning a new like language and like I could just spend a lot of time trying to like with myself trying to become a better producer uh, it wasn't very social it was kind of like a yeah it was very like computer driven and like I could stay in and I could do that I always liked tech uh, like technology and stuff like that so I think that's that's a part of why I started out but then you know of course you also have that like crazy like musical drive that I that's what gets me going now. Now I don't care so much anymore about the technical stuff. I I would not be able to like walk and film at the same time. Oh I god, can, so many. I can barely do my Instagram stories. It's like a <laughs> challenge for me. Like I need I need a team for that. <laughs> but it's uh, <laughs> Yeah. Did you like school? School? Uh school was okay. I was pretty bad. I was pretty slow in the beginning. Um but I picked up. I started like I noticed I was like I was like not progressing as well as I as I wanted to, which was weird for like a 14 year old to kind of realize. Yeah, I'm like thinking like. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know how that happened, but I was just like, ah, like this isn't really going so well. Like my grades weren't great, and like there was also like I hang I hung hung out with some like cool kids, mm -hmm. and they had pretty bad influence, I guess. So, I don't know. After a while, I just like I started like just sitting with the with the smarter kids. And that worked out great for me. That's a tip. I, for the weird tip thing, I was still like kind of st like I still hung out with all the cool people, but I was also friends with like the smart people. So that kind of like that was really good for me at the time. Uh, I still like to this day I like all of them. Like I'm not you know I don't have any enemies, but uh, it was just kind of funny how that worked out because like I don't know if I could teach a kid to to make that decision by. But like if I could do that today, you know, yeah. to just like get the both best of both worlds, because <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was just kind of in between the whole time, which is mm. smooth. Did your parents push you to study? They, I mean, yeah, they did, but it wasn't crazy. I at least I didn't experience. I mean, at the time I thought it sucked, like, but now I realize that some pe parents can be like way stricter and. Mm. And I think I, I had I had it pretty, like it was pretty easy for mm -hmm. me. Before music, did you have some like career path that you think that you would be good for, um, or your parents wanted you to do? No, my parents always like I'm very fortunate in that way. Like my parents always kind of, as long as I they told me like basically as long as I can pay my bills, I can do whatever I like. That's so chill. So yeah, that's very chill. And <laughs> also again, like I realized that so many people are are brought up in a different way. So it's very fortunate. Um, but, but yeah, no, I, um, I didn't really, I was always into creativity somehow. So I think at some point I wanted to be like a radio host. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I just, I, I'd really like to do that. Um, and it's, I still think it's kind of fun, the whole concept of it. Just like, you know, talk and then again, I didn't really realize that that's so like, com uh, combined with DJing as well yeah. at the time. Um, because now you can like you know there's so many podcasts and also all these like radio hosts also programs the shows and decides what music is being played mm -hmm. so you know I maybe maybe I just haven't hadn't didn't hadn't understood yet that I wanted to be a DJ instead mm -hmm. of a radio host how did you even find producing in the first place like were your peers or people around you like making music um, no that was kind of 
So this is something that I like. I don't know if this has happened to you, but like I, I sometimes I find myself like remembering things that I thought was forever lost. Like I can get like these like flashes, and it's like whoa, like I I completely forgot about that. So actually, when I was like twelve or something, I was on a bus from one side of Sweden to the other, and this I I was I was talking to this uh, this guy, and he he showed me Fruity Loops, or he told me about Fruity Loops, which is the program that I uh, that I work in. I mean, it's called FL Studio now, but whatever. Mm -hmm. um, he told me about that. I completely didn't do anything with that information. Two years later, when I was 14 or, or 14, 15, something like that, I started working out of that program because I like, I don't know, I saw something online and I could just like, I don't know, it just connected and I, I just like downloaded a program and started experimenting. And the music was so awful, like you wouldn't believe it. Like, but it is, was it like dubstep or? No, it wasn't even, look, it wasn't even a genre. It was just like <laughs> sound, because I didn't have any musical training and I like, I, did, I wasn't like a natural, I wouldn't say like I had a natural talent for it either. Like the first year was like, it wasn't even music. It was just like different sounds on top of each other. Like no, like rhythm was also way off. So <laughs> I thought it was pretty crazy how just like I heard like this one dude talk about it on a bus when I was 12 and then like later on this is what I do professionally now yeah. so it's weird. So how did the duo form initially? Um, so initially when I was studying up north in Sweden is when cassette was formed. So I went to university for musical engineering or technic musical technical engineering. Um, I was there, it was up north in Sweden, it was cold, it was dark, it was kind of boring. And uh, the school was good though, but I don't know, I think I was partying a little bit too much. <laughs> and then I was like, ah, oh, man, I, I, I'm kind of, again, you know, I felt that I was kind of like wasting time. So I think Sebastian contact, uh, contacted me through MySpace uh, and we started we started just like throwing ideas at each other and started working together. Oh, so you already had like a profile and everything and then he... Yeah, I had like my own solo stuff. It was not very good. <laughs> it was, do you remember your name? I... I think I was like... What was that? I think I was either called Push and Rewind or Alexander Bjork, which is kind of... Alexander Bjork is not... I mean, that's basically my name. Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> But uh, I don't know if that's even out there. So Seb and I started working together and we pretty quickly felt that we had like something good going. Because um, like, I don't know, we had a good workflow. Like we were able to like finish songs and they sounded decent and it went by pretty, like we did it pretty quickly. So it was all originals back then? Yeah, it was all originals. Um, and then we, we felt that we needed like, we felt that we had something and we both wanted to to be artists or, or, you know, be professional musicians. So we like contacted different like labels and managers and we talked to different people. How old were you like at this point? Uh, I was probably like 20 Okay. or so. Yeah, something like that. Um, and yeah, that's when we came in contact with Ash. Yeah. Yeah, and he was our manager for a long time and you know, he he helped build cassettes. Like how was he helping you get your music out there initially? 
like he had all the connections that you could like ever want uh, and uh, and you know he was also really good at A&Ring and, and 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 at the time find what was working for us and like you know set us on a musical path so so everything just seemed to be falling into place there and we put a lot of good music out which is it's like a, also a big part of why things were working out like at the time we were experimenting with a lot of sounds that were still kind of like like underground at the time like it was just like EDM had just started to kind of like bubble you know and 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 festivals were growing and growing and like people wanted higher and higher energy and like we were there at the time to like to match that and uh, then then Seb and I, we were, we were getting a little over it, unfortunately. Like, because we'd been making very high energy music for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And um, I shouldn't say unfortunately, by the way. Everything worked, worked out beautifully. <laughs> but, but, like, there was, like, a certain mismatch where we had built a crowd that, that was, like, a little bit more bass-oriented. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, we, we, like, kind of fell in love with, like, Deep House. And mm -hmm. and just like house music, that were they were a little bit just a little bit more toned back, um, and l less like I don't know, just less aggressive. Uh, and we changed a lot of as persons too, and grew like just grew, you know, like like anyone does. Like and uh, suddenly that like aggressive house music didn't really fit us anymore, and the dubstep influences kind of became outdated quickly and we and we wanted to move on so that's what we did yeah and about then is when like uh desserts came out our, our ep and with tracks like um sleepless and together and blind heart um you could tell that like something like something had changed uh in us so because you had like a deal before that right and then you like canceled that yeah deal. there's there, there's been many like a lot of stuff like that going on in our careers where like we've been tied down to certain deals arrangements i think it's pretty standard in in music like i think it's a necessary like stepping stone as an artist like if you're gonna look at your career longer than like a career at least for me like i look at my career as my life so to to like make a few deals that maybe aren't ideal for you uh, I think is kind of like standard, you know, mm -hmm. like you, it's the same same as being a kid and hitting your knee And yeah. the next day you won't hit your knee in whatever that you know caused you the pain all in all like I'm really happy the way everything has been like playing out uh, And I'm really excited to like now be in a position where we're gonna put out more music Because uh, that's something that we've been doing all these years going through these different like like personal changes and like also like just musical influences you know and finally finding home a little bit in a way mm -hmm. um, and actually like going back a bit how big was Avicii when you first met with like Ash and became part of his team he just started blowing up then so oh. yeah so there was a really yeah it was a really excited like exciting time for everyone I think you know because it just it just exploded, you know, and it was crazy. And we're super grateful for it being a 
being a part of, of his journey yeah. and such. Like, that was great. Are you still in, like, communication with Ash after Avicii's uh, passing, or...? Uh, we, have, we haven't really talked, no. Yeah. No. It's been, I don't know, I think everyone is, is dealing with it in their own ways. Mm-hmm. And that's all acceptable, you know, yeah. everything is okay. Have so you gotten yeah. close to Avicii? Like throughout those years when you were, I knew the Tim. Same I knew Tim, but I, I mean, of course, when we're we're, we're like under the same management, so like we get to know each other like very well. Um, but but like, I don't know. It come it came as a big surprise to me. His mm. passing. It was, it was very sad. Mm. What about um, Seb's personality that you realized you wanted to be in a duo with him? Seb, uh, to me, is a great. Like he's. He's an insp- inspiration, like he really is. He, um, like, he has this very, uh, he has this drive, and and he can. I love how he can always. He always shows me things I didn't knew existed, and he talks about them so passionate, like with such a passion mm-hmm. that you can't help but to like, like you want to, you want to go after it. You know, you yeah. want to be like, okay, wait, maybe I should try it. <laughs> and he's basically the only person that has that influence on me. Um, so, and that's such a cool quality because, you know, like we, we can talk on the phone and he tells me about something and then he talks about it for 45 minutes. <laughs> and then I go like, yeah, but, you know, that's not really, that's not really like who, like who I thought, like who I, how I think of myself. And then all of a sudden, like, wow, I was so wrong. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> So I think that um, I, I think that's really important to have someone in your life that kind of like has such ability to influence you that you have to break down your ego. Mm-hmm. I I really like that, <laughs> um, and I think everyone should have someone like that. You know, like it's yeah. a good friend who can be you know who opens your mind, so to say, because that's we that's what you need always. Like yeah. to need to open your mind. <laughs> And was it surprising to you? Was it 2016 where he decided he didn't really want to tour anymore? That didn't really came as a shock to me. Um, we like, I mean, we were so close. Being on the road together is one thing, but we were also really good, and still is like we're very good friends. So it wasn't it wasn't a surprise to me at all. It felt natural. I I was aware how how touring made him feel, and and he was well aware how touring made me feel, and. He was, he's more of a producer personality. He likes he likes that more than he does touring. So it was kind of natural that we said that. For us at least, it felt very like, look man, like you love playing shows. I love like the producing part of it. I'm like the, the, the traveling is getting to me and like we kind of just wanted to do what's best for both of us. So we find a, found a solution where we can still work together um, and still keep all the fun that our relationship is uh, and also maintain the focus of it which which is creativity mm. so he did that and I like then took care of like the, the spotlight so to yeah. say and uh, then actually going back like what were your inspirations back then for the the head the cassettes oh yeah the heads I think initially that's like um that's obviously stemming from Daft Punk with mm-hmm. the, like the original helmet persons or whatever you want to call that. <laughs> uh, for us, it was, it was a problem because they kept causing a lot of stress on tour. 
So it became very like difficult. Like to, losing it or? Yeah, like it, they would get lost in customs or sometimes like. Oh, I wonder Marshmallow get, probably has like five. Yeah, <laughs> like we, we, like stuff just kept on happening that instead of us being excited to perform with them, yeah. which is how it should have been, mm -hmm. we were kind of just like stuck in this negative loop of like, oh, they're not, you know, they're never working. They keep breaking. Fans kept on you know getting disappointed because we were also disappointed because we like oh because the they wanted to see the, the yeah helmets. they don't want to see the helmets and we wanted to use them but you know we, we spent so much money on trying to get like to find a like a sustainable solution mm. um but unfortunately like it never worked yeah. out do so, you think looking back it helped with your branding purposes with your fans I think they're like, as far as a management decision, like a, that was definitely a, a branding, um, but for a branding decision. But for us as artists, we all we cared about was to put on a good show and to make like a memorable, like night for the people who come mm -hmm. out. And that's still like that's still my like, that's why I keep on doing it too. Because like I. I love being there in a room with with people who I ne never met, and uh, I j you know just connect with them through music, and I show a part of myself, and and see them dance to that. It's it's beautiful. And then when did you sign with PRMD, the label? So PRMD was founded basically by At Night, our, our previous management. So that was also around the time we put out Sleepless and. Blind Heart and those songs. I don't remember specifically what year that that was. Unfortunately, <laughs> let's just say a while ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've been working with them now for a long time, and like uh, we have a lot of exciting music coming out still uh, on that label. So yeah, like the EP, right? Yeah, exactly. So our new EP, uh, Stereo Mono, was supposed to come out this 17th of August, which is only in a few days. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, <laughs> That's today, right? Uh, is it? Yeah, it's today. <laughs> Damn, you're right. Uh, that's crazy. It's today, but unfortunately, uh, during certain circumstances, it has now been delayed like a week or so. Mm -hmm. um, How about the inspiration? Everything was like everything was like ready to go. We just had like a minor, uh, a minor hiccup with with. with with some things, but but it's it's all it's all cleared out. We're yeah. we're having like very excited collaborations on it. Oh nice! With uh, Parson James and uh, oh, now, I just interviewed him. Yeah. He's oh awesome. really? Oh cool. Yeah, he's a, he's a great yeah, guy. Yeah, he did some stuff with him before. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's gonna be on there, and we also are now working on a track with uh, Brando, who just put out a song with uh, Loud Luxury, that oh, body track. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm good friends with Loud Luxury too. He's a fantastic guys and. Brando too totally killed it on that one, so we're super excited to to be making something with him as well. What would you say I've been? Oh, what what are oh, the inspirations for it? We though? got a car. Oh no. <laughs> uh, inspirations for the EP. Yeah. So like, like I was talking about before, like I've it's been like a lot of years of like experimenting with different things, like different different sounds and such, genres and tempos and 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 everything. But I feel like with Stereo Mono for me was to like find a way kind of back into like the groovy house music that I listened to kind of before even before cassette was formed so it's a pretty personal EP in that sense which I think is a lot of fun 
um, it's been like great creating that and trying to tap into that source of creativity uh, that far back in time, but kind of making it sound modern at the same time. So it's very like groovy, like vocal driven mm -hmm. house music. Something that's that isn't like that's not so foreign to people who've been following cassette, but uh, I feel like it's just like an uplifted version of what's been, and so I'm really excited for it to come out. Yeah, too. same. And have you always been interested in acupuncture? I think you said in oh, like a previous interview. Yeah, I love acupuncture. <laughs> I'm I'm such a sucker for that. Like especially <laughs> if I can be specific, Japanese acupuncture yeah. has been like a game changer for my life. <laughs> what like, about yeah. it? No, like I just like for certain like physical issues, like I went like two times and it just blew my mind. Like there was one time where like I couldn't move my uh, right leg and the guy just went and he tried to move it and yeah. it, could, it didn't move and then he just went like this on the needle and the leg just like fully opened no way so like after that I was just like you know what like this is this is amazing and then since then I've just been like all about it is it like a routine thing now you no unfortunately <laughs> not I gotta find I just moved here so yeah. I haven't like found my like spots yet which <laughs> kind of sucks but I will find a spot and yes it will happen often <laughs> What would you say have been your biggest challenges so far? My biggest challenges um, is has definitely been finding balance in life, in in music, in music generally, but also in life. I think when you start touring at a fairly young age and and things are going like really well and you meet a lot of people and you you know you're everywhere. Uh, I think it can be a little overstimulating and I think it kind of takes time to to kind of grasp what is going on like both in your career but also in your life so my biggest challenge is like just to kind of like like it was never bad or anything but I just like to kind of ground myself and kind of figure out what matters to me as a person and as an artist and and that has been my biggest challenge and I'm still like working on it uh, mm -hmm. I guess it's an ongoing process but I feel like overall things I have a bigger perspective in you and an actual perspective now and also like an actual vision of where I want to mm. be so that helps a lot instead of just like doing a bunch of stuff all the time um, or just doing what people are telling you to do at least what you think that you're supposed to be doing kind of you know slow down and like really like feel what's going on and, and see and be just more you know aware of what is happening in your life i think it's very easy to get distracted when you're like a touring artist yeah so yeah that's my yeah. that's my challenge that's my number one but <laughs> besides that i don't know yeah. now eat a pizza in a whole in a whole pizza in one sitting <laughs> Can't do it anymore. Can't do it. <laughs> what does love mean to you? Love? Yeah. Uh, ooh, I such a good quote. I read in some book. Uh, oh man, was it like by some from dude? I don't remember the name, unfortunately. But um, love to me now is to not objectify things or persons for that matter mm -hmm. I think that love is a state of being and not something you f feel for a person or like uh, you know whatever 
I think you just love is wider and bigger than than just if to me it always I always thought that it meant like you love is you love someone or something or you love how something makes you feel but it's there's a problem with that is that it's that's focused on like one thing and that that means that it's what's the word sir Circumstantial? Cir cir oh, based on the circumstances. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ba it's based on the circumstances. And uh, I think that love, to me now, is more of a, it's more of a state of, it's a constant state of mind. Mm. So I like I that. I really like that. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it helped me a lot in, in, in many situations, actually. <laughs> Last question. What do you want to be remembered for? Uh, well, if I can be remembered for love, that would be fantastic. <laughs> that's, uh, I'd like that. Um, yeah, I think that that's, that answers it, actually. Yeah. That, that, I mean, what else, I don't know, what else matters, really? Yeah, this was awesome. Thank you yeah. so much. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.